Hello and welcome to Pragmatic Live, the podcast series where we tackle the biggest challenges facing today's product management, product marketing, and other market and data-driven professionals with some of the best minds in the industry. I'm Georgina Canny, standing in for Rebecca today. I've run the Pragmatic Alumni Community at Pragmatic Institute, and I will be your host for this episode. Today, we are talking to Rob Jensen from Ignite Advisory Group, and Ignite is a consultancy focused on helping B2B companies engage through high-impact customer and partner advisory board programs. And we're lucky to talk to Rob because he's got over 20 years in marketing, communications, and business development leadership uh, with leading enterprise, business-to-business software, and technology companies. Um, He has specialized in initiating, managing, and facilitating customer as well as partner advisory board programs for companies all over the U.S. and abroad, so we cannot wait to talk to him about how product marketers and managers can gather product input during the coronavirus pandemic via virtual customer advisory boards. Rob, it is such a pleasure to have you. Thank you, Georgina. Wow, what a great introduction, and I'm uh, uh, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, it's a pleasure. Let's jump right into it, because I would love to hear your take on this incredibly timely topic. Why is customer engagement important at this time? Why is this something that we should be focusing on in the product industry now more than ever? Yeah, a great question, and it's one we're getting a lot um, from, from our from clients and prospects, but uh, you know, these are crazy times and Georgine, as we know, it got even crazier from the last time we were even preparing for this, uh, this podcast. But uh, you know, essentially your customers are really looking for guidance from their vendors, uh, what's changed, what policies or programs or, or anything that might be different that they would love to hear uh, from their vendors about how to be operating their systems or your programs or your you know products or services and so they're looking for guidance they're looking for input they're looking for people to be proactive and it's really an opportunity for you know b2b companies or even b2c companies to demonstrate leadership right to show that you're ahead of you know the the what's going on ahead of trends and communicating with how they can continue their business and stay running uh, during you know a lot of uncertainty that that's you know seems to be increasing by the week. So you know sometimes we talk to companies that or, or marketing folks that might be saying, well, we're not sure. And the 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 instinct might be to put customer engagement plans on hold or put it on the back burner or with uncertainty just not do anything inactivity, which we think is the opposite is the wrong thing to be doing. If anything, you should be doing the opposite, being proactive reaching out, engaging the customers, continuing customer advisory board programs, setting up virtual calls, and being proactive in exhibiting leadership. Yeah, and I love that you mentioned proactivity and leadership and guiding our network through to kind of a glimmer of what those next steps look like, right? As those shockwaves have rolled over all of us, I think everyone is starting to emerge into this place of, Okay, how do I move forward? How do I, how do I grow um, and rebuild? So I really, uh, that resonates a lot, and I, I agree with that. I Good. think that while, while some of us are really busier than ever right now, 
There are others that have new time on their hands that they didn't expect to have. But regardless, we're all kind of in the same boat of having our routines um, firmly confronted and disrupted. So when we're thinking about advisory boards, how can we take advantage of the pandemic shutdown and the disruption of our routines to really improve our practices around how we get product input? Yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, <clears throat> we get a, we, it, during normal times, you know, a year, you know, in the previous years, we would sometimes get approached by companies wanting to start customer advisory boards. And they'd say, yeah, we want to start a customer advisory board. And we'd like the, the meeting to be uh, next month. And with all the steps and all the preparation and, the, and, and it, it really creates kind of a, a, a condensed kind of hurried uh, atmosphere where focus on logistics and, you know, meetings and hotels really takes precedence over the content. So if we're, when we're, now that we're in a situation where, you know, there's not a lot or if any in-person meetings, now's really the time to take the opportunity to establish a strong program by uh, investing in creating a charter, for example, and what you want to get out of your program and what the goals are and what the objectives and how those will be measured and then communicating that to members, right? Or, you know, investing the time to recruiting and who the right people are, not just accounts, but the people as well, right? So it's just an opportunity to really create a strong foundation for a program and then start to prepare for when, you know, things improve, right? I mean, this, this pandemic is going to end. It's debatable as to, you know, when that's going to be, but um, it is going to end at some point and you can start to put together plans for, you know, when and where and a communications timeline and, you know, what, what location makes sense and what activities you want to surround for that, around that, right? Social activities. So the bottom line is with inactivity right now or a lack of in-person meetings, you can really take the advantage to create a strong program, recruit the right members, and put together a plan for when you are able to get together and have a great meeting, as opposed to, you know, hurrying up and preparing for a meeting in a month from now, which is a lot what a lot of companies do. Right. So do you think that there is a positive impact or a similar lining here in that, you know, with uh, more time and focus being dedicated to the strategy of the overall program because people um, might not even have the opportunity to get bogged down in the logistics of hotel reservations. Uh, do you think that there is a positive outcome that could be found here? Absolutely. Yeah, the positive outcome really is, you know, we as marketers and, you know, we're always kind of, I've heard it's it described as, you know, we're, we're victims of the tyranny, right? The tyranny of the urgent. <laughs> um, now's the time to, you know, maybe that urgency, there might be urgency around other priorities and other items, but for customer advisory boards, you know, and in-person meetings, you have, you're given the opportunity to really do it well, plan, communicate, get consensus with your stakeholders, you know, put together the objectives, communicate that to the members of who, you, you know, what are they, what are they signing up for? What, what's, what's the program going to be, right? Um, a lot, sometimes there can be confusion or uncertainty on that, which leads to less, less customers wanting to, com to commit to a program. So now you can be put together a, a great program, communicate that, be very clear and transparent as far as what that is, 
and it just creates a much more stronger, better program going forward in the future when we get to the new normal, right? Right, absolutely. So we've got this kind of golden opportunity to plan the traditional customer advisory board program um, and really get it right and really have it be seamless when, you know, when we are back to the, the new normal. Uh, but I also want to talk to you about what about folks that don't have the time to wait or they are still um, facing the tyranny of the urgent uh, and they want to consider a virtual customer advisory board um, in the interim or perhaps long term as kinds of trends and work themes change. Uh, what is a virtual customer advisory board and what do they offer us in terms of opportunity and, and why should we be thinking about them? Right, great question, and obviously a higher you know emphasis these days. So when before the the the, the COVID pandemic, when when co companies would put together a customer advisory board program, they would have a communications timeline that would involve you know some in person meetings and then what interim virtual conference calls or online meetings, right? And so that would be part of an overall communications program, some in-person meetings, some virtual. Well, now with the, with the, with the pandemic and, and elimination of in-person meetings, everyone's really moved to all virtual customer advisory board meetings. So with some of my clients, for example, that would mean, hey, we had, a, we had an in-person meeting planned. We're now going to conduct that on a virtual meeting. Or for other clients of mine, they actually already had the virtual component of their communications timed for this time anyway. So it was, hey, we were going to have a virtual meeting anyway, so the pandemic didn't really uh, impact their program. So it's really virtual meetings are always part of a, of a strong customer advisory board engagement program anyway. And so now it's just everyone's getting better at them and putting more you know, longer agendas or more content into the virtual customer advisory board meetings. It's just a, it's just a question of, you know, communicating and planning them well, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, and I think that that's a really interesting topic and I'm glad you kind of touched on it because we're in this space where we're all in virtual meetings now, as you said, um, and, and folks have come to expect this channel. We're all getting on board with the new uh, ways of approaching the same business that we all want to move forward with. And I think that mostly we've adapted to the basic how-tos uh, of, you know, different kind of virtual um, software and etiquette. But can you take us a step beyond that and share some of your virtual meeting must-dos? Yes. specifically for a meeting host or an organizer? Great question, Georgina. And, and yes, so we, we do have that. So the top one, the, the, the top must do is number one would be invest, for prep, uh, invest in preparation, right? Is, you know, put together what your desired agenda is and, you know, get the content together and, and run through it with your, with your session owners and practice, right? Go through it make sure everyone's co uh, uh, co uh, confident with it and you have the most latest information. And so put together the, the, the time to invest in your, uh, in your meeting. The more practice, the better it will be. Um, number two would be uh, plan for, for engagement, right? A lot of, too many companies 
just get together a PowerPoint and they have people for 90 minutes and they just want to present for 90 minutes and any questions at the end. We don't recommend that. We recommend that uh, you plan for engagement by posing questions that you're trying to get answered in the beginning, right? Here's what we'd like to learn from you guys and then plan for ways to, to get that input, right? So it could be different sessions that it could be voting, it could be uh, you know, whiteboards, it could be brainstorming, it could be, you know, dollars where people vote with their, with, with fake money. There's numerous ways to uh, get people engaged, but you want to have a plan for that and plan for engagement. Don't just make it all presentations or it'll be a very boring one-way uh, advisory board meeting. And if you, and if that's what you want to do, just make it a webinar, right? Just make it a one-way virtual webinar and just record it and just make it for people that way if you, if you don't do that. Then it's just a webinar. Um, the other thing you should do is, you know, if you're, once you're starting to get together, is consider increasing the frequency. In other words, if you're putting, getting your agenda together and it's looking long and you're looking at, wow, we need four or five hours, you know, that could be a long <laughs> meeting for anybody, right? We, you know, we suggest, you know, 90 minutes to two hours max per one sitting. So if you have more content than that, Maybe you consider having several meetings. Maybe it goes over a couple days, or maybe you do it over, you know, a, a couple times in the quarters. You know, based on what you're trying to communicate, what you're trying to, you know, input from your members. Consider spreading it out, not just having it all in one sitting or one day, which can be very tough and very uh, boring uh, for members. Um, number four is, you know, use a skilled facilitator. Right? If the facilitator will make sure that your agenda runs on time. The, um, that uh, you're getting member engagement, that questions are being answered. You do need a facilitator and you do need an experienced one. You know, if you rely on, in, you know, the session owners or your internal folks, the meeting might go, not go as well as it could with someone who's skilled and experienced to, you know, manage, not only manage a meeting, but gather input and the, meet the objectives of the meeting. And then, um, Number five would be, hey, once you've had the meeting is to communicate all outcomes. And that means, mm. you know, you've had this meeting, you've taken notes. What, what actions are you going to take because of that? That means getting with your internal folks and, hey, we heard this. Here's what we want to do. And then communicate that back to the participants. Hey, we heard you. Here's the top five things we're going to do. And then be prepared to provide status at, at later opportunities. So those five things would be kind of must do's for any virtual cab engagement. Right, right. And it's interesting that you put the, the first must do on the list is practice, because I think that we have all kind of had that feeling of, oh my goodness, I have to be on camera now. I'm not used to this. I'm a little bit out of my comfort zone. Uh, have you seen different organizations, you know, what level of preparation and practice are they doing? Have you seen them doing full dress rehearsals? Is that something you would recommend? Well, so that's a great question. And a lot of times this is where problems can arise. And it's especially with the technology involved, right? I mean, we've all been to Zoom meetings or WebEx or GoToMeeting. There's all these different systems out there. And everyone, every one of us has been in a meeting where, oh, I can't hear. What's the dial-in number? How do I chat? You know, there's problems, right? Mm -hmm. So as part of the preparation, it's not only prepare your content and run through it. It's, hey, Practice on the platform that you're going to use and, you know, have all the session owners on it 
because um, you don't want all the you know, technical problems to take place in front of your customers during the meeting, which unfortunately still happens sometimes if companies don't practice. So practice on the platform you're gonna use, you know, how you're gonna get input, raised hands, voting, use that system. That's important because worst case is, you know, your session owner doesn't prepare or come to the session and then they, you can't hear them, it doesn't work. And if you have, you know, 20 customers listening in, it's really wasting their time and they'll, they'll, you'll hear about it. Right. So this is kind of along the same lines of maybe don't try a new hairstyle on your first day of a new job. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well said. Yeah, don't, don't, uh, don't, don't do anything in front of your customers that you haven't uh, already practiced, right? Because yeah. it can go south. And I've unfortunately seen that sometimes happen. Yes. So there was also something interesting you said in your must-dos about adjusting the timeline. And I'm wondering, when we're adjusting timelines and we're adjusting the format and the technology of how these have traditionally been done, should we also anticipate that we need to adjust our expected outcome from virtual cabs? Or are there ways to really get the same level of value and outcome regardless of the new medium? Yeah, and that's a great question. And as we know, nothing beats face-to-face, -face, right? That's when you're engaged, you're, you're, you're connecting, you're seeing body language, you're seeing facial expressions, you know, you're reading the room. It's much harder to do virtually. So, you know, kind of set expectations with virtual customer advisory boards just can't be as good as in-person, right? However, with kind of doing these steps and preparing and, and planning for engagement and having the goals and what you want to learn and you know putting the questions you want answered on the screen right sometimes people aren't aware that you're asking a question or what you're trying to get from them right and you know we're all human they might be multitasking they're at home their dog's barking or their kid walks in the room or something so how can you make that easy right hey here's what we're trying to get from you here's what we're trying to learn here's the question right now what do you think right is try to make it easy and clear what you're trying to get from the members. And then, you know, like you said, based on what you're trying to convey, how, how much time do you need for that? You know, maybe it's 90 minutes or two hours, or maybe it's a, you know, a detailed product roadmap and you're trying to vet, you know, you're trying to prioritize the top five or top 10 features. Maybe that's going to take a little longer. Maybe you need to, you know, maybe you need a special day for that. You, you don't want to have your best session at the end of a four hour meeting where everyone's starting to burn out a little bit, right? So consider spreading that out or, or, or prioritizing the top sessions that you want to get to, right? Um, you know, I, we've heard of some customer advisory boards, you know, going all day or, or, or over several days. And, you know, they, that might not fly for virtually when there's people have other things to do or they're being distracted. So maybe you need to break it up or prioritize it or take a break or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So the, you mentioned some, some really great kind of tactical tips in there. Are there any other more holistic or personal virtual meeting tips that you could share that might help make these sessions go as smoothly as possible? Yeah. You know, there's so many great technologies that exist these days. And I'm, I'm learning myself because they're emerging and Zoom's really, uh, you know, come to the fore. But they, the, the systems themselves offer ways to engage. So for example, it could be raising your hand. It could be like clapping. It could be 
where you, you, you're given cursor ability and you can circle things. Um, there's polling, right? You, you, know, you can put out a poll and get people to vote on things. Is th that's what we're really seeing people getting engaged on virtual calls is leveraging the, the engagement uh, uh, features offered by the technologies and practicing them and in working them into your 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 content right so if you're a session owner a presenter you know put put together a poll prioritize things you know get people to vote yay or nay you know use the engagement features and you'll get more engagement and if as opposed to just powerpoint and questions at the end which a lot of people are used to and that's a lot of our meetings but for an engaging customer advisory board uh virtual meeting um, it's to use the engagement features that are that are there and, and know them well in practice. Yeah, I think that's so interesting because, of course, it's not the same as an in-person meeting, but it's almost like the new technology and features that we have access to and, and more and more are coming to us every day given the current situation. It's almost as if there are now these new engagement opportunities that you could not have in an in-person setting. You would not be able to facilitate that kind of dynamic exchange if it wasn't online. So it's not the same. Maybe it's not as good, but there are some other new opportunities that are becoming available to us. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing is, is use the, use the video feature. And this is this too, right. it's emerging. A lot of people are, aren't used to it or they're shy about it, but certainly if you're the host company and you have several of your executives and then your presenter, your session owner, people need to get comfortable and confident with using the video technology because that is a way to get, you know, to, to, to communicate nonverbal communication, obviously. So video is, is a part of it and people should get comfortable and confident with that. And um, everyone can improve on that, certainly myself included. Yes, I, I agree. I think that we're all transitioning uh, to become more comfortable and confident. I like that phrasing for that. As, as we're looking a little bit further down the runway, Rob, I'm wondering, are there also kinds of new ways of gathering and prioritizing the desired product or roadmap or features that emerge from these conversations, these virtual market visits, does it, does it change the way that we collect that information or are there themes that run through? Yeah, you know, a part, a, a big part of most customer advisory boards is, you know, the host company will have its product roadmap or its latest product features and wants to communicate that, but then gather input to, hey, here's what the roadmap looks going forward. You know, typically product management teams have, hey, we have a list of these features. Uh, you know, are these what we should do? What should be the top priority? Are there other ones, right? And um, so I think there's a, several thoughts come here. One is, is with your customer advisory board, this is your most trusted group of customers and you should feel confident and comfortable with getting their input to what your, your um, product roadmap should be. In other words, don't come to them with a completely baked, hard, hey, this is our roadmap for the next two years. Any questions, right? Is you wanna get their feedback and you wanna get them to help prioritize things because they might switch the order uh, completely around and you have to be able to be comfortable and confident with that yourself, the host company, and be flexible enough to change your priorities based on the input that you're getting from your customers, right? And then the other piece is, hey, they might have a bunch of other things you haven't thought of, 
and other areas that are might be related or slightly related. Um, this happens all the time. We we get we have you know product roadmap discussions, and what happens is is customers bring up items or topics that were are completely off the list, and in your virtual meeting you have to have a way to capture that and allow for that. This is this is a good thing, right? It could be integration. A lot of it's like in the software world, integration with do you you know can it work with this other solution, right? Something that either the product team is aware of or not aware of, or can it do this or, you know, kind of outside the box is prepare for that, allow for that, encourage that. And then you don't have to commit to anything in the meeting. It's, hey, you're here to listen, you're here to capture it. And then you can go back with your team later and discuss it, prioritize and decide what you're able to do. And, you, you know, you can't, you know, bend to any, the, 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 the input from one customer. But you know, maybe it's several customers who agreed to that. Wow, maybe that should be higher on our priority list. And then report back later onto what your how your priority list changed and what you're able to commit to, you know, moving forward or moving to the back burner, right? Yes, absolutely. And I really like the way that you have left the door open to have enough flexibility to really act on that feedback. If you go with a fully baked plan. Uh, and you get a brilliant idea you'd never thought of before, but you are, you know, so far down the runway already, you might not be able to incorporate it. So I think that's excellent advice. Um, you know, for the folks that are either looking to use this opportunity to launch a customer advisory board or to reassess the way that they're approaching their existing CAB program, what are some of the next steps or maybe resources that you would recommend to them? Sure. You know, we do get a lot of questions and a lot of, you know, gosh, companies just not sure where to start. They're, they want to get customer engagement. They want to start a customer advisory board and they're just not sure how to get started, what it means, what kind of resources they're going to need. And they're just not sure what to do. So, you know, there are reasons. <laughs> the good news is, you know, when I started, you know, years ago, there wasn't many resources out there, but now there really is. And there's 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 growing uh, you know there's blogs and videos and articles and much more resources and information to get people started. You know my company uh, Ignite Advisory Group we do have a resources page where we have uh, blogs and webinars and podcasts and articles and a newsletter. You know there's certainly ways to you know articles to read and get people started. We we're very proud of our content and we you know we provide a lot of uh, guidance for people on how to get started. And uh, the other thing is if someone's looking to get started on a customer advisory board and they're not sure where to start, or if they have a pro or what typically happens is someone starts a program, it's kind of not going very well and the executives aren't very happy. <laughs> uh, there's kind of a, you know, a, 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 an improvement. Uh, we get called in to improve struggling customer advisory board programs uh, is there's training. You can actually go to training in person, well, not so much these days, but also virtual there too, virtual online, you know, to kind of step back and get some training on how to, how to, how to start a program, the foundations, how to create a charter, how to recruit, how to, how to get, how to create a member driven agenda where it's not just, hey, here's what we think we need to communicate with the members. It's how do you get them to put their stamp on what you're going to be talking about? And how do you get them communicating with each other before, during, and after the meeting, right? Uh, and you know, preparing the content and, and creating a, a really great agenda and a, a, a great virtual meeting. 
there's training for that and, and best practices and other, other people that have gone through it and made mistakes. We've all, we've certainly all made our share of mistakes, but there's, there's definitely, you know, some training that, that that's being offered that again, wasn't available when I got started. I would have been first in line um, and not made mistakes in front of our best customers with some of the companies I've been with. So there's training <laughs> that out as well. You know, lastly, for anyone who, you know, just has a question or just wants to, you know, a take on what they're doing or a, a, a problem or challenge of the day, give us a call. We're happy to talk about, give us your, you know, we'll, we'll give us, uh, give you our uh, uh, insight and opinion on how to improve a challenge you might be having. Happy to take that call. Now's a crazy time with COVID and what's going on. You know, a lot of uncertainty. You're probably getting uncertainty even from your management and they might have a lot of uncertainty. You know, that's understandable. I think everyone's has uncertainty these days and now more than ever, it's important to engage your customers, reach out to them, let them know what you're doing, see what they're doing, where are they struggling, and then get them commiserating and talking to each other, right? And they can share ideas. Hey, here's what we're doing to fix that. Wow, that's a great idea. It, the value is um, in, in engagement. Well, it's, it surprises a lot of companies sometimes how good it is. It surpasses their expectations. So now more than ever is a good time to engage your customers, set up a program, take the time to do it right, and prepare for this is going to end, right? <laughs> Tell me it's going to end, Georgina. You know, the debate is how long, but this is going to end and we are going to get back together and, uh, you know, share ideas again and get input to your company and your products that will set your company up stronger. Prepare for that now while you can. So many people rush this and it's a big, I feel bad for a lot of companies that, that don't have the time to do it. So now is a great opportunity to set up a program and engage customers and prepare for what this, all this is gonna look like afterwards. Things are changing, customer engagement's now more important than ever. Wrapping up, um, that, that does it for today's episode. And I really wanna thank everybody for listening. Again, we've been talking to Rob Jensen from Ignite Advisory Group. And Rob, thank you so much for being here with us. This has really been awesome, wonderfully helpful and incredibly timely. Thanks for having me, Georgina. This has been great. Happy to help anyone who's interested and uh, let's do it again sometime. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Uh, again, this is Pragmatic Live. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to join us next week when we tackle another great topic designed to help you elevate your product, your company, and your career.